This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers from the Shadowhunters worlds with discussions surrounding grief, death of a family member, and alcoholism. everybody, and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today <laughs> we are discussing Chain of Gold, book three in, what is this, The Last Hours? It feels like our last hour. <laughs> the Last Hours. Oh my gosh. Uh, this is, of course, by Cassandra Clare. And we are, of course, kicking this off by a confession. Jess, I have a confession for you, to you, to everyone. I have been, this entire three-book series, I have been holding my breath. I have been, like, clenching like this because, because Jessica Marie, you and I and all of us have met Belial before. We have met Belial before in Ghost of the Shadow Market. And I have just been like dying this whole time wondering if you were going to be like, Laura, we know about this. Why aren't you? What, what is going on? And you haven't. And that's no. been, that's been really great. The whole time? Wait, the whole when time? did we meet him? Wait, was oh. he, wait, this is the same Belial that Matthew had his thing with? This is no. This is no. The, this is the same Belial that Jem and the Iron Sister. I believe <gasps> her name is Emilia. Let me when look. they go to like that ran- somewhere random in Tennessee, Ruby Falls, and Belial is there, and he's the one that is in like the middle of the Hall of Mirrors or whatever, right. and and he's like you know Jem's like you owe me a favor like this you know all of this and that's the iron sisters like you know you know you owe him a favor give him some time with his parabatai and he and will were young again this is belial i'm gonna get emotional all over again i thought i was dead (laughs) but this is belial that is belial as we know him at the end of the book uh, because there's always gonna be a new belial not necessarily um lucy and james's grandfather belial it's a different one but of the same title more or less yes so i have just been like this whole whole time just being like oh my gosh she's gonna ask she's gonna ask what am i gonna say what what am i gonna say i had this like whole thing I have been no, stressed. I didn't. No, because let's like, yes, I read everything once. I haven't done a reread. But then when you're like, wait, I like it's one of those things that were just like went way over my head. Like, okay, we're just going to enjoy it. Maybe this is the time to not question things and just enjoy the ride. Oh, my goodness. I, it is. It has been. Incredible. Uh, so speaking of, so again, if you are interested in this and you're like, oh my God, what are you talking about? Our Ghost of the Shadow Market episode 
is is in our back catalog. Check that out. Uh, Jessica Marie, we're going to talk about <laughs> the the pattern, right? Well, yeah, I I think we should get right into the pattern because all of all we have are returning characters, OGs, newbies. Everybody's here. We've met everybody at this point, and this, this is the last book of the trilogy of this part of the Chronicles. So everybody's showing up and we do we meet the pattern and for those who are not familiar with the pattern um a little background is if the book lines up follows a pattern of if in the prologue and or the first like three chapters of a book if that is kind of foreshadowing the way the book is going to play out and this is some insight that laura has brought to our attention and now we're always looking for it so laura do we follow the pattern in chain of thorns yes Yes, absolutely we do. Oh my goodness. Uh they wake, they wake, they wake. James has the vision. Uh, you know, Belial saying they wake. He has the vision of the flying demons, like those are the chimera demons. Like it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Uh so yeah, it, it absolutely fits. You can even go so far as to say that the the introduction to the chapter, because there's like poetry before like every big chapter. And I would say that fits uh, the pattern as well. It's a whole thing about like love and loss and pain and joy and how like one goes with the other and how everything makes life richer and everything needs to experience, all of that. And um, that is very much, of course, like uh, Matthew's experience. And also I would say Thomas and Alistair's experience uh, through this book as well. So yes, I do think if it's the pattern, do you think if it's the pattern? Um, yeah, I mean, it never not does with Cassie. I thought it was funny. <laughs> there were many, many chapters that began with Cordelia ran. Cordelia ran. And I was like, this girl is running. This girl, all she knows has to do, how to do is run. And then when the book ended, <laughs> the last two words are Cordelia ran. No, it's just like, but it's, it's just like such a, closure and i and i feel like even if it does follow the pattern that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing not it's at all. just because you don't know it follows the pattern till until the end. Dead. yeah so and we've had a couple episodes since um adding in this segment that we've both had different interpretations of if a book is following a pattern so that's been a fun conversation to have too I think so. That's why I, I just I just love this little segment we have. Uh just did you love uh sexy daddy Will Herondale. Love him. I love sexy daddy Will. I love uh, fighting demon Will. I find uh, everything about Will. And, um here's gonna be my disclaimer. I'm totally crying. I finished the book probably like an hour ago. And I'm still reeling, and you could just blame Laura because she introduced this these books to me. Everything about them, because then after all of this, after all of this, we've met these characters, we know these characters, we know them from the novellas that we've explored and discussed more in our back our back catalog. Um, then you think of the epilogue of <laughs> Clockwork Princess, and these are those same characters. You're you're just a pile of like goo on the floor. So, um, God, where where do we where do we start? I think that is how um we sh I should ask you, our sensei, our guide, and all things um fantasy, because I will just ramble. 
um, in the best way possible. And if you're, y'all are familiar with our episodes, you know our Shadowhunter episodes run pretty long, but for good reason. I, th- I think, I think, I think, <laughs> I on- honestly, honestly. All right, let, let's just let's just jump into it. Uh, James has nightmares. Will and Magnus are on their way, a mad dash across England to find Lucy, who is off in fucking Cornwall with Malcolm and Jesse, who is alive. And Will says, you know, all the perfect things that he says. But he also says, like, you know what? Rest up because Lucy might not be happy to see us when we show up and find her. We don't actually know what she is doing. And that is the wisdom of Will Herondale. I'm like, he's been through it. Like, that's the thing. Like, even I'll say it at the end of the at the end of the episode. But like everything that James is going through and Lucy is going through and the Mary Thieves are going through. Will, Tessa and Jem have been through it. Like the OGs have been through it. Granted, maybe the, you know, maybe in a different font, but they're all very familiar with the same things. And maybe that's just like our adult knowledge of like, maybe my parents were right about that stupid piece of shit kind of thing. Um, But you're like, you're screaming the whole time. Just tell him because we know the backstory of the infernal devices. Like, just tell them, just talk to them. They'll totally get it. They'll totally have your back. They'll give you some guidance because we know what we know. We know what we know. And what we know is that I would love to go shopping in Paris with Matthew, right? <sighs> oh, my God. Oh, Matthew. Matthew. The outfits, the outfits. And he's just like, yeah, put it on my, I'm going to sit here because we're going to pretend you don't know French. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to watch you. I'm just going to watch you be you. And... What was something that Cordelia said? I mean, it was both of them, you know, they were both running away from their problems, not running towards something, and they were running away from them together. Um, and she says at one point, like, like we were playing pretend. We were, like, just playing make-believe because that's what they were doing. They were make-believe in a relationship. They were causing a scandal. They were, because let's not forget, this, the way we left book two was peak CW drama at season finale and we pick right back up. Oh, it's like that episode of Gossip Girl again when like they're in Paris and they were like, fuck this. So it's just like a crazy ending and you pick up right where the season is. It's just, it's perfect. It is. Except, except, well, Matthew, Matthew's not drinking. I'm saying Matthew is quote, quote, not drinking. And Cordelia says that, you know, if, if she thought that he would be really sick, but here he is, he's clear eyed. Matthew, Matthew. Uh, of course, Cordelia is dealing with her emotions. She ran off to Paris with her husband's best friend, like girl in her like nighty, like girl is going through it. Um, but you know, Matt, Matthew, Matthew put her up in a five star hotel, all these custom clothes, like Matthew knows what he's doing. And this particular instance where he's watching her try on these clothes, they're going to a cabaret tonight. So that is their plan. Uh, Jess, you say that, you know, we need to talk. We need to talk. James slowly starts to tell Will and Magnus, like what is going on in this carriage ride? Because Will is like, tell me now. Because he's also like, James is also like telling him everything but the big thing that set everything off, which is the grace and the bracelet of it all. So he's just like, so 
it's funny when you hear in in this in the book, and granted, we're not there yet, where he's like, my dad would never understand. My wife is in love with my best friend. And Will's like, you're just sitting there like, boy, doesn't he? Does he? <laughs> it could never work. And I'm like, oh, but can it? Can it? Can it? Uh, <laughs> and meanwhile, like, James is having these nightmares of Lilith and Cordelia and Will is being just like this protective papa. And he's like, you know, like, Jamie, like, tell us, tell us what's going on. Magnus is like, look, you're, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna, and you're going to like real soon. And that's why James is like, I can't tell it all now. And that's what Magnus is like. So you have something to tell. Great. We Great. love it. Love it. Get ready. Get that ready, was, sir. But that was like the, that was the biggest step for the biggest hurdle for Magnus and Will to get out of him because James was in denial. Yeah, I can handle it. I could do it on my own. I could keep it inside, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, you have these two over here, Will and Magnus, who know better than anybody. And that's what they keep saying. Like, you have to tell somebody because we're the two people who knows what it means for something to eat at you. Because you think you could handle it on your own. And what, what did I text you? I was like, oh, the Herondale martyrs. Yeah, no, for real. And they really are Herondale martyrs. But like, you know, they only love once. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Okay. Uh, we have like background going on. Like uh, Ariadne uh, is just like chilling at her house. She's got all of her stuff. We learn like kind of through exposition that Grace is in custody. Uh, her dad uh, Morris Bridgestock went to the adamant city and he's been like unreachable and they don't know like where he is or what he's doing. And this is where Ariadne finds her father's burned notes. And she's like, what is this? What is this? And it's a list of all the like grievances that he has against all of the prominent families of the clave. And, uh, she's caught like red handed by her mom and, and Ariadne's like, Yo, like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I think that is just such a testament to Aries' background and upbringing that she had to sneak around her own. Even moving forward when, like, she's like, I'm out. I need to find my own place. But I fucked up because even my shadow hunter stipend I just gave to my parents because I was living at home. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And I mean, again, it's like the 18, 1900. So even by giving her parents the money, if she was being married to Charles, like she was initially in book two and even book one, um, she would have just been handed off and still been kept for. Yeah, exactly. So she's kind of like, "Uh, okay. Uh, We also have our blackmail letter. So, you know, lots of things going on in Morris Bridgestock's office. And uh, I do like that Ariadne's like, you know what? I need to like tell people about it. I need to tell people about it like now. We have Lucy. Uh, Lucy is in the void, kind of. She hears a bunch of like things going on. She's like kind of been comatose. She finally wakes up and immediately sees Jesse chopping wood and is just like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's hot. <laughs> Respect. She's like, I picked so well. And she stays with that theme the entire book. She's yeah. like, he's so pretty. Mm-hmm. She's like, mm, those eyelashes, Jesse, Jesse. I love it. Meanwhile, Jesse is like, I have blister. <laughs> He, he's he's like having his Pinocchio moment. Like I'm a real boy. Yeah, it's it's they're really cute. And but them. but you know we've got Malcolm with them too. And 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 knowing what we know, Jess, especially at the end of this book, you're just like, oh my god, oh the my whole time. god, yeah. 
as the end of this book because he's like, of course you broke your promise. And she was like, unintentionally, like, let me find a way to still help you. Like, I think that's more than anybody, but he's so stuck in his, I don't, I don't even want to say grief at this point. I feel like revenge, maybe it's gone past grief that all he wants is obviously we know how that's going to work out in the dark artifices. But again, <laughs> reneging on everything that I've said in the past. <laughs> oh my God, you could totally start with this, that, the other series. You shouldn't start here. You should totally start here. And I'm thinking, oh, maybe you could start with The Last Hours. No, you can't because it would have given the dark artifice, like that big shock that happens in the dark artifices, like it would have given it all away. Granted, I understand by saying that this third book just came out last year and the dark artifices were already out so we wouldn't have known either way exactly so it's like uh, uh, but again it, it, like if it, you want to read it in like sequences yeah. i guess yeah it is just like this huge huge i guess then you could feel like you have this kernel of knowledge like in the dark artifices you could just be like but 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 yeah. and you know the whole time so i guess that could be fun in its own way i don't know i don't know uh, where are we? Where are we? Oh, we have uh, the, the, the science project throughout the, this book is fire messages, which is just so fun because fire messages are just so commonplace in the mortal instruments. And it's just something that we kind of like take for granted there. Um, but and they're this created is its origin. here. Yeah. And it's just so much fun. It's kind of like portals, which, you know, we're made with it. You know, it's a whole thing, you know, glitter. It's, it's everything. It's so much which fun. They bring up the portals here too. And they're like, Hey, we actually wouldn't, you know, it's Christopher didn't come up with port. Who do you think created portals? Christopher's dad. Like that is the origin story of portals. Like how did you, we figured that shit out. Like we're pretty fucking cool. It is really cool. Uh, if my note to my crush got delivered like this to, from Thomas to <laughs> Alistair, I would just, I would just, I don't know, just but, melt yeah, into the he floor. He almost did. <laughs> he was like, like what what do you mean oh it's just it's so funny um but this this subplot of like christopher i mean the, the whole subplot of christopher but um him like working on the fire messages working on the gun all of this stuff uh, you know is it really important uh to his character and also to uh, what I'm going to bring up later in the book, which is the reaction to this book uh, when it was released. Uh, Jess, speaking of, how do we feel about Grace? I get that she's better. I get she's reformed. I feel like I think I think um, Cordelia sums it up best at the in the epilogue where she's like, oh, yeah, like. We've like she's come she's come around. We kind of know her as Jesse's sister. Like they're not best friends, but then Cordelia also says to James, like we're all kind of tiptoeing around this. Like how do you feel? Because I feel like you're the you're the final say in how we should be reacting. Um, which I love that in their friendship. They were like they're all like if we hate her if you hate her we all hate her like they're just ride or die and i'm obsessed with that um and i almost think james said 
I actually don't think about her at all. And yeah, that's even worse than saying, like, I fucking hate her. Like, he's like, actually, I, I, she hasn't even crossed my mind. And the indifference of it all is almost more scathing. Um, I feel like I'm kind of with her. Like, I'll tolerate her because you're there, but you still fucked up. I don't know. I'm, I'm hard. It takes a lot for me to forgive. Well, yeah. And, and yeah. And Grace also is like braced for everyone to really hate her too. So she's like, she's in the silent city. She's being questioned, uh, by the mortal sword, by the silent brothers. Like that sucks. Christopher like comes to visit her. She's like, thinks about Christopher's opinion. Uh, Jem is of the opinion that the shadow hunters like failed her. So he's on the side of leniency, uh, for Grace, but everyone else is trying to kind of just like, <laughs> Did you change your opinion about her? Have you? Because, okay, when we talked about it in our first episode, even when we were texting, I was back and forth. And I was like, I get that we're supposed to, like, give lenience, but this, that, the other thing. Where did you stand with her? I will answer that at the end of the episode because it's part of this whole sh- thing. <laughs> you have this setup. You have, like- yeah. it's this part of this whole thing. Uh, Madame Dorothea, Jess, we've heard that name before. Madame Dorothea is the psychic in the mortal instruments that live underneath Clary <gasps> and her mother. From the first book? That's, is it the same one? Is it? I don't know. Maybe, perhaps, someone confirm it's Madame Dorothea. Here she has eyes in her hands and she says, we have a message. Cordelia, your dad wants to talk to you. Damn. Love that. (laughs) Well, and then I was like, I think I love that there's always a reluctancy with like, okay, let's keep in mind, like, this is all for show. This is just like, here's my money. You want to get people in seats. And then it comes through. They're like, oh, shit. Elias really is the only person who would say that shit. So there was a level of doubt until Elias's spirit proved himself. Yeah, because he's like, Layla, uh, you know, um, uh, what are we? Not we who are dead. You have a wet, like the weapon at home. They wake, they wake, they wake again. Here we are. They wake, they wake. Huge plot point. And Cordelia's like, yo, uh, deeply uncool, deeply uncool. All of this. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm freaked out. Matthew's like, yeah, we're going to go. Weird. Yeah. Because Matthew was in on it too. Like, ooh, that, that was specific. Yeah, he's like, mm, don't, don't love that. Don't love that. Uh, you know, and she has, um, she, Cordelia later on is like dreaming of chessboards and she, like her dad and all of these like screaming void things. Like everybody's got very like important dreams in this book. Very important. Uh, because Lucy isn't dreaming so much, but every time she kisses Jesse, she's a little dizzy. She's a little dizzy. She goes into the void like, a little bit. Out. Yeah. <laughs> awful i feel like just that, that like, is, ah. it really is like uh uh you feel so star-crossed for them in those moments because he even says he's like and he even tells us grace at one point he's like i saw her more when she was a ghost i would just show up to wherever she was now i gotta be like mortal about this yeah it's like what like what 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 was going on and they should like yeah you should we should we should probably like tell somebody like you should but also, I have a question, and maybe I should have brought this up before. You know when, like, they eventually go to Malcolm, and they're like, Malcolm, this thing is happening. Why does this keep happening? And he's like, I'll look into it. And he doesn't really look into it. And then Magnus finds out, and he's like, oh, 
I am offended. I should be the warlock you should be bothering first. How dare you? Even after she says that he says that, they still go to Malcolm later in the book. I'm like, why didn't you just go back to Magnus? He he would have been fine. Or he would have just been like, I don't know, this is weird, but like at least you could trust him. But I guess they don't don't they don't realize they don't they can't trust Malcolm either. I don't know. I if I got the clear, I would have gone to Magnus first. I think they also associate Magnus with their parents. Mm. So it's like, you know, so it's kind of like... It's like how you have, like, Uncle Jem, you have, like, Uncle Magnus in a way. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, they're going to tell Mom and Dad. It's like, it, you know... Well, and Malcolm was the first, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I think this was from the first book. They said, like, Malcolm was the first person who, like, t- spoke to them like adults and not like the kids. Yeah. So it is like a... Because Malcolm was also, like, in the academy, you know, so it was, you know, they knew him as, like, a teacher, so it was a whole kind of, you know, Ragnar, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing, it's a whole thing. Okay. Uh, Speaking of Magnus, uh, they they finally, here's the thing, Magnus, Will, and Jesse finally track down Malcolm in the cottage, the famous cottage, and this is where uh, they, like, kind of break down the door and Will kind of goes after Jesse and he's like, you foul spirit. What have you done with my daughter? It's like, you brainwashed her. Yeah. It's like, ooh, ooh. And and Lucy's like, no, stop, stop, stop. And this is where Lucy just kind of like spills everything. And I really like that. And, uh, you know, Magnus is like, let me check for dark magic. Like, let me see how he's doing. But the only dark magic is the runes that were there from before. So he's all good. And they keep like stressing. She didn't do necromancy. It wasn't necromancy. Okay, Lucy. You keep saying it. It sounds like you're guilty. (laughs) Well, and that's ex- also what, like, winds up with the clave, where now that they do know the truth, Will is even like, look, we we can't let everybody in on this Jesse situation because we know it's not necromancy. But on the outside, if you make a split second decision, it sounds an awful lot like necromancy. So, you know, that's where they start creating their um, Jeremy Blackthorn plot. That we know of, which no, no, never mind. Because it was like, why does Jeremy Blackthorn sound familiar? But at the end of this book, we have it confirmed that like he was like, I went to in front of the clave, I did the mortal sword, mm-hmm. I am legit, and you could also, I also saved your fucking asses. Yes, 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 he absolutely did. And you know, Jesse, Jesse wants four impossible things. He wants to be a member of the Enclave. He wants to be a full shadow hunter. He wants to be like a true, like person and be himself. And he wants to be like reunited with Grace. And everyone's like, mm, I mean, you could probably have like half of those. Like, <laughs> but he I gets mean, all of them. He gets all of them. But, but here they're like, mm, I mean, like pick, mm, pick two. Like, this doesn't seem realistic right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, you're already like alive. That's you know, uh, but you know, they, they they work on it. And Malcolm's like, I will research this. I will take care of this. This is where we get our Jeremy Blackthorn. Um, Ari, uh, Ariadne has quite a history. I'm using Ariadne because she now has not changed her name yet. Spoiler, she does. Um, but Ariadne gets kicked out of her house 
This is the moment where Ariana gets kicked out of her house. Uh, she tells her mom that she, you know, is not going to make a good marriage. She doesn't like men. She likes women. And, you know, out she goes. And she goes to Anna's house. Of course she does. We love Anna. We love her so much. Uh, Ariane and the relationship between her mom and dad is also another, like, big subplot. And I love the, like, kind of reunion at the end and, like, how it kind of just, like, kind of plays out so lovely. It's it's so good. But the the conflict is here where she is kicked out and she goes to Anna's. Um, I just I just love when Jem has little moments with James. Jem is like, James, just fucking tell everybody. Just tell everyone, like, what are you doing? Like, we all know, like, the Silent Brothers know. We don't, like, just tell everybody. And James is like, they'll pity me. I can't have them pity me. You know, like, they're like, fuck Grace, fuck Grace. But, like, I can't have everybody pity me. And Jem is just like, ugh. I, you know, you know, he's like, I had to deal with this shit with Will. And now I got to deal it with you. Yeah. And I can't even do anything about it. So all I could do is, like, be a mentor. Like you know like, he's just like the stupid met that and you he notice. can't I know it's the same reaction that Magnus has every time a Herondale shows up on his fucking doorstep <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, now we have now we have um, do we have the kiss the kiss uh, this is my note is Thomas and Alistair they have to hide Cortana after Thomas or after Alistair is like hey I got this message what are you talking about like what is this <laughs> did like, you what did you mean by <laughs> because this is how I took it <laughs> yeah it's like mm, like really uh but they 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 are just really lovely uh my my note next is Matthew and Cordelia, lovely day in Paris. Such a lovely day. Um, and, you know, I was thinking because obviously Laura had said, like, you know, he is currently he has he has been telling um, Cordelia that he is not drinking. Um, spoiler, he is. He just switched when he drinks instead of like going hard at night he you know he's day drinking so he you know so he can kind of act normal at night and not go through withdrawals because at this point he is um really dependent on alcohol he does have an issue everybody admit he admits it to himself and he recognizes that and he recognized it in paris um for the first time for himself, because he was like, I can quit. Like, I made this promise to her until when he realized um, the physical toll that it takes on your body if you try to withdraw cold turkey. Yes. Yes. And uh, the kiss, Jess, this is the kiss. And uh, Matthew and Cordelia, obviously, they leave the the cabaret after Cordelia is so upset. They're attacked by the Naga demons, which was all on purpose. Lilith appears. Hello. They wake. You wielded a weapon in my name. And then we have Matthew's like confession. Cordelia, I'm in love with you. Kiss me, Matthew. Kiss me, Matthew. He tasted like candy. Oh, and that was like what connected her later for her to realize that he hadn't stopped drinking. But it was this part because she's like, I'm, I'm crushing on this guy. He's treating me so nice. And he, she goes like, why haven't you kissed? Like, cause now she's like, you know what? I'm just going to like confront this straight on. Why haven't you kissed me? You've been 
very like, do you not like me? Am I not? Do you not think I'm hot? And he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're having this conversation. I need to be a gentleman because if I did the things I wanted to do, I thought about doing to you, we um, would not be in the middle of the street right now. And they weren't. They made out all through Paris to get back to their little hotel. Get back to their hotel room. They won't. Matthew will not take them into his room. room. It's a mess. They go to. They start to go to Cordelia's room, and then the light turns on. Oh, and James is there. What was your reaction? I I clutched my chest. (laughs) physically clutched right i don't know why i didn't expect it i should have expected it but it was just like i think i was just so in it that i wasn't even connecting dots that him you know him magnus and will have already said okay we're gonna set home we're gonna head back um and james was like i gotta do something first like i was just so into into like them with Cordelia and Matthew. And I'm like, finally, finally, even if you have to get it out of your system, because keep in mind at this time, we, they, I say we, they still believe that Will is in love, or James is in love with Grace. And Cordelia left their house with him embracing Grace and telling her, oh, thank God you're here. Thank God we could find... Even though we know, as the reader, he was, like, just saying things to prolong time. Cordelia doesn't know this. And and Matthew doesn't know this. He was just going to get the fuck out of London and say, you know what? Like, I cannot be around the woman that I love with all this shit going on. And he was going to bail without her. And then when he, she shows up on his door, he's... You know, he's like, okay, well, this feels like fate. And he wrote his note to James, like, I will, you know, I will seed if you, if you love her, but I kind of love her too. And you broke her heart. And so I'm going to be here to pick up the pieces whenever she, whenever she chooses. And he did. Uh, and they're just, I just love them so much. I obviously love Cordelia and James so much together. I just selfishly, think i love matthew and i want matthew for me (laughs) there you go there's nothing wrong with matthew matthew why am i am i so difficult to love matthew you're not you're so easy uh this 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 whole thing with matthew because james is sitting there he turns on the light he's holding like a bottle of like what is that uh absinthe absinthe and he's like i can't drink this how do you drink this stuff and this is where cordelia is like oh my god what what are you talking about? And this is where Matthew goes cold. And this is again where James is like, well, like I came after you. Like I'm here. Like I came after you. Like what was going on? Like I'm, I'm here. And this is where Cordelia, Cordelia gives her speech. Like what about what I want? James? Oh, I love her. I love her for that because again, she, he, he still hasn't told her because, again, maybe he just showed up, but it's still a while into the book till he confesses everything about the bracelet of Grace. So she has every right to go to him and be like, the fuck? Yeah. 
Yeah. And she's like, you know what? What do I want? You know, I, I had this life. You don't love me. I saw you with grace. Like what is going on? I had to watch you watch her like through all of this. Like you've made me look like a fool through all of this. You've left me at dances. You've stared at her with dances. You've brought her into our home when I even like even cause and she said that even though Matthew didn't know the stipulations, but he knew the stipulations and she's like, and you still like, on paper, James is not doing so hot. Yeah. Yeah. And you still did it. You know, we know he was in Sorcelain. He knows he was in Sorcelain. Nobody else knows that except the Silent Brothers. Okay. 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 So while this screaming match is happening in Paris, Will and Magnus drive a carriage through the portal. And <laughs> so fun. So funny. I love that for them. It's just amazing. Uh, Grace is trying to work on the fire message. And Malcolm and all of them have decided that Jeremy's going or Jesse's going to be Jeremy and Malcolm drops like lore. Like I was the ward. Uh, you know, the Blackthorns are the only ones responsible for their actions. And that changes deeply at the end of the book. So, you know, all of that, all of that. Uh, I, I love personally that Cordelia gave Alistair her sword to hide and Alistair was like, all right, I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll protect it. He's immediately attacked by demons. Like whenever he goes out with it, it's like a beacon. He's like, Oh my God, what am I supposed to do with it? Uh, and Thomas says like, we hide it at the Institute, hide it in plain sight, my man. Genius. But it's also like that moment now knowing what happens at the end of the book, um, where he has a sibling moment with Cordelia, he is in, um, Alistair. He goes, he was like, I was never mad that you had Cortana. Like, I know it might have come across that way, but it was just like this compounding responsibility that he says, he goes, I knew that that meant you were going to be the target for everything. Case in point, you know, this is a good example of the pattern again, <laughs> where you have that happen and then you feel you find full story, a full circle moment of why it upset him, because he's like, it's not me that's going to be attacked. It's my sister. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. All right. We're back in the drama. We're back in the drama. Oh, it's so good. Also, uh, Alistair gives Thomas his scarf, which is just so cute. Uh, but back in the drama in Paris. All right. We have James, Cordelia, Matthew, James and Matthew. Uh, you know, damn you, James, you didn't want her. You know, you want to, I want to repair your marriage. Why do you care so much? Like, I got your letter. Fuck you in your letter. Like, that's essentially what he says. Like, and he's like, you know what, James? It looks like, it looks like the only reason you want her is because she ran off and doesn't want you and your pride can't handle it. That's what it looks like, James. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm just saying. <laughs> And he's, like, so real for that. Uh, also, Matthew's room is full of liquor. Full of liquor. Full of liquor. It's just, oh, my God. It's so sad. It's so also, sad. Also, what a different time that you could just call the concierge for a separate room to be like, hey, can you tell me when yeah. you start delivering shit? Yeah. No, for real. Oh, my gosh. Um, we oh, Okay. So we have then – so after James has that, like, confrontation with Matthew, he goes to Cordelia and he's like, Cordelia, I, I love you. I, lo I love you. But he does not confess. And, and Cordelia is so real. She's like, that. you know what? This is not enough. 
this is this is not enough. Whatever this is, this is not enough. This is crap. It's like, you want me? You want me? Why do you want me now? How do you want me now? Like, it's not, this is not real. Like, you are just being like crazy. And, and I really respect that knowing that she is completely in love with him. Like, oh, absolutely. Cause it, it can, she could so easily be the person who these declarations are being made to her. And even though she's in love with him, she's like, I'll take whatever scraps that I can get. And she's like, She's saying this despite it hurting and her hurting. Like, the hurt doesn't stop. She's never been gotten over him. She's, I mean, and then when you think of the timeline, when you think of the timeline, it's only been a couple, a week, maybe two. It's only really been a couple days. Yeah, it has not, it has not been very long at all, which, again, just kind of, like, emphasizes how sad for Matthew, like, he is like very dependent on alcohol now. The concierge, you know, every morning, 6 a.m. This is again, Cordelia's like, everyone lies to me. Like, what is going on? Like, I try to do good. It backfires. I try to like, you know, Matthew said he wouldn't do this. He did. James said he wouldn't do this. He did. Like, what else? What else? I, I, I do appreciate that about Cordelia. Um, and then again, like James wakes up Matthew and, and they're going at it. And this is when Magnus appears and he's like, what is this interpersonal dramatics? <laughs> and he knows, you know what? It's, it's giving when he, um, poofed in on Will and Tessa after they hooked up in, in jail. He knew. He, he, he knows what he is doing, but he, he comes in with even more dramatics because while this has been happening, um, Ariadne, Christopher, and Anna are at uh, the Bridgestock's house trying to, like, get all of her stuff. And the Inquisitor, Morris, appears. He returns. Uh, white hair. He looks years older. And he starts raving about how it's so much worse than they thought it was. Magnus says, uh, uh, the, the Inquisitor has arrived. Tatiana has escaped. Ba-ba-ba-bum. And, you know, when Grace finds out that her mom escaped and eventually got caught and all that stuff. She, and I, I know we're flashing forward here. I love that she fucking knew. Yeah. She knew. She was like, no, Jam, you gotta, you, I'll kill her. You don't want to kill her? I'll kill her. I'll, I'll unalive her so fast because I know what she's capable of and I know what her plans are. I know how evil her mind is. I'll do it if you won't. And they're like, no, chances, forgiveness, no. And I respect Grace so much for that. To the point yeah. that I thought, I texted you, I said, I think it's going to be either her or Jesse who's going to unalive Tatiana. Was wrong. <laughs> was but wrong. But I really thought it was going to be a, this is for me. This is for what you did to my sister or my brother. I thought it was going to be one of those two. Yeah. It, it, it was not. <laughs> it was it, not. It was not. Uh, we are at the Institute and Will Herondale has to tell a story. He loves it. He loves it. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> he loves it so much. So much to the fact that even on the way back through the in the carriage in the portal, that James makes it a note that him and Magnus have to sit on one side of the carriage because Will needs the entire other side to himself for his theatrics. <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing. Will tells the story of Bridgestock. What did he do? He went out to the blasted plain in Iceland. Uh, and he says that, um, you know, he 
went to the Iron Citadel. They said that Tatiana wasn't there. Uh, he tracked her. The tracking went in circles. He heard a voice. The voice said, uh, Paladin, you know, you're Paladin. Great doom upon you. Uh, he's got Bridgestock has a sigil burned into his forearm. Uh, Belial came to him and was like, hello, I'm Belial. And he saw the Iron Doom, swirling darkness, and threats to his family. And, it, you know, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's, it's a whole thing. Cordelia makes a very funny comment uh, later at the Christmas party where it's like, did you really face him? Or did you just, like, pass out in front of him? Uh, I, I, lo- I love that. Um, but that all happened to Bridgestock. So Tatiana is missing. So that is, you know... That is that is something. That is something. Also, during this little meeting where all of this storytelling is taking place, it is the announcement of Jesse and Jesse's like existence uh, to uh, James and to well, not well James, yeah, uh, but to Cordelia too. And this is this is the split mm. that starts to happen between Cordelia and Lucy. And I. Uh, the 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 fracture in their friendship is so heartbreaking because I don't want to say they got into a fight. They got into an argument. They say like that was where like it that part broke me before anything else because they are sisters. They are each other's sisters. They have every intention of being parapetai. Um and it just, it hurt and you can see it and you could see it in Cordelia's face. And I love that even again, like she just feels so lied to at this point because she here, here's this whole situation. She knew nothing about that her best friend didn't tell her and she's hurt and she's upset. And then Lucy tries to talk to her about it. And again, Cordelia is very real. And she says, not right now. I need time. I need time to myself. I had this whole, I had everything, this whole world that I thought I was living in has been turned upside down in the last six hours. I apparently know nothing and walk so like oh, that breather. And again, it's harder to have those harder conversations. And I really respect Cordelia for that. And James kind of chases after her and he's like, he's like, Cordelia, Cordelia, because he's, he's desperate. He's like, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. Like, BT dubs, BT dubs, I need you to know that I was on the train platform. I was on the train platform for you. Um, This is also where Matthew kind of admits that he has an addiction to alcohol. Um, But again, this is another opportunity for James to confess to Cordelia what was going on. And Cordelia is like, what is going on? And And he he does. freezes yeah and he doesn't he's like oh my god i cannot look at her and have her pity me so again he doesn't uh cordelia's mom casually dropping that like yo we're gonna move to tehran after this baby's born alistair's coming and cordelia being like i I can't i cannot deal with this right now i do not need another thing and all of this while she she is in cordelia is like i'm i'm gonna lose Lucy to Grace and just like I did like Grace is very much her like enemy number one like I feel like she can deal with Lilith just fine but if it's not so true that it's like it feels like when it's that one person everything is connected to it she's like I'm gonna lose my friends because everybody's gonna side with James and all this like she's like seeing 
her world unravel very quickly because of one person. It's just like, oh my God. Uh, I do love, I love the Merry Thieves. So obviously what happens at the end is like so shitty. Um, but what happens here is uh, Christopher, again, working on fire messages. He goes to James to talk about Matthew and Thomas goes to Matthew to talk about James. And they're just like, look, we need to fix whatever is going on. And Matthew and Thomas are like, look, like James won't give Cordelia up. I'm in love with her. I'm not going to fight him for her. That's crazy. She is going to make a decision. We respect everything that she is going to do. And like, I should probably stop drinking. I, this is such a sweet moment. And they're just like, and they're just kind of like, we need to figure this out because it's not just one of you. It's not just two of you. It's all of us. I also like when Matthew's like, Hey, so remember the whole ruse that, um, James and Cordelia don't really love each other. And Thomas is like, yeah, we all fuck, we, we all freaking knew that he's in love with Grace. It was just like all semantics right now. He's like, yeah. So apparently he actually does love her, but problem is, I love her because we thought it was fake. And that's when Thomas was like, click, 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 click. Everything was clicking for him. Oh, yeah, this is kind of messy. I don't know how to do that. But it's the drink. I think that the way they rally against, they rally with Matthew in support of his sobriety um, is a beautiful thing. And it, again, it's the hard conversations um, that they have with each other and are willing to have with each other, too. And they all end up having hard conversations with each other, like later on, because like hard things happen. Oh my goodness. Uh, we have, I'm just continuing on with the plot. Uh, Thomas confesses that he's in love with Alistair. Oh, we love it so much. Uh, Alistair and all go to the Devil Tavern. And there they just have like very cute little meeting moments, uh, eventually ending to search uh, Chiswick House for any of Tatiana's like things, what's going on. Um, Anna, Ariadne, and Matthew are now discussing the blackmail letter. Who is this blackmail letter about? What is going on? Who could it be? And obviously something's going on. So they are in charge of like that little plot. Um, so they wake. They wake again. <laughs> they wake again. Uh, the plan to search Chiswick House is also Cordelia saying like, hello. Um, they wake. <laughs> I heard that before. I need to tell you. Oh, because the first one was they rise, they wake. Like there's sets. Like there's always two words in the set that, in what's being said. And it's later on, obviously, that it's all pieced together. They're like, oh, that's what they meant by they rise, they wake, they fight or something. <laughs> yep. Again, James is like, again, I just want to tell you, like, I will always go after you, Daisy. Like, you are my, you are my whole life. You are my whole life. Are you going to stay for dinner? Are you going to stay for dinner? And Cordelia is like, you know what? No. And this is where Lucy and Cordelia again have the fight about secrets and lies. It's just like, no, no, you know what? No, I'm going home to my mom. And it's too bad because she missed out on Will Herondale taking a phone call at dinner. <laughs> Will is so he loves modern te he he loves modern technology the way Henry loves integrating it into his science. He it is just it's adorable. Uh, so there it's and uh 
James says, like, it's so strange to see my father being the calm one in this situation. Um, but Pangborn, the head of the Cornwall Institute, has called Will to tell him that they found Tatiana and that they have alerted the Silent City and that Tatiana is going to be taken care of. They want her bound in the sanctuary. Don't put runes on her. And, and so it's like, huh. Okay. Why is that happening? So that's like in the back of our heads. Like, okay, they found Tatiana. And then there's like a little subplot about like the like the like cleaning lady or like lady servant person that works there. Bridget? No, no. At the Cornwall Institute that's eventually murdered. And she's like, uh, oh, oh and, Letty. Like, Letty yeah, Nettie. Yeah. yeah. I remember and, when I was when I was listening to her, yeah. I was like they gave her a name. I, I was also already like, they gave her a name and she keeps coming up and something's going to happen there because she's not supposed to be doing something. Yeah. So she ends up like dying, obviously. I think we can say now that this Tatiana is an Eidolon demon. It's all sent to be a distraction and it is an absolutely like perfect distraction. Perfect distraction. Uh, Jesse and Lucy making out, still having like souls crying out into the void. It's very sad. Uh, Jesse goes to visit Grace in the Silent City, and this is where Grace confesses everything that she does. She's done to Jesse, and Jesse is like, "What? what? Yeah." What? And he was even denying it at first. He's like, "No," and she goes, "Yeah, Will knows too. So if you don't believe me, like, there's a person who can vouch for me." And in his mind, he kind of had his sister on a pedestal this whole time and had no idea the intricacies that were happening, what she was doing, what she was like, who she was colluding with to get to him where he was. And he's like, so split because he's like, I understand that our mother is terrible. Um, but you still like, there's always a choice. Right. And that's what he tells her. He's like, no, you had a choice. You chose to continue to do what you did. And that was like, could you imagine? Like, she, I also think Grace should have also told her, Mom wanted me to seduce you too, bro. Yeah, like, you don't even know, but she kept that, like, close, close to her. Yeah, but she should, but she, again, she, if she was going all in, she should have gone all in because I also think that he would have maybe given a little bit more reprieve. You're probably right. You are probably right. (sighs) Uh, Chiswick House. They're going through Chiswick House. There's a demon attack. Paladin, forgive me. Uh, Cordelia's like, yo, you're talking? You're talking? Let's talk. Let's talk. Cordelia's getting a little desperate now because she can't pick up weapons. She can't fight. She's trying to be useful. She's she's getting a little reckless. And so she's like, oh, hey. um, And then she starts to lose. And then this is where James just like shoots all of the demons, saves her life. You know, he's like bang, bang with the gun. And she gets kind of pissed off at him. She's like, hey, hey, I didn't need your help. Also at Chiswick House is when uh, Jesse goes in his coffin and he finds that Tatiana has hidden the mirror, like, in the lining of his coffin. That's, like, so icky. That's so oh, it's icky. all so gross. And I think is that this is where, yeah, they're with James is here and he goes, no wonder um, Lucy called this the other infrastructure or something. Like, they didn't call it a house. They didn't call it a, he goes, because when he walked in, he goes, this is really morbid. He goes, yeah. And... Because there's no roof. I just got rained on all the, all the time. Yeah. And Lucy also, there's a little bit of perspective here. Lucy's like, gosh, I really thought like it was some like romantic gothic novel. And now like looking at it after everything done, it's like, oh God, like what were we doing? Like this was, 
This was really, really close to necromancy, but not. But not. It's but not. not. It wasn't. It's not. It's not. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, using the mirror that they find in the coffin, they find Tatiana's notes in the chimney and then they GTFO out of Chiswick. And then Cordelia, uh, is like, I'm going to go to the Hell Rell. I'm going to go to the Hell Rell. And Christopher is like, here is an amulet against Lilith because like, be safe, Cordelia. We love you. I just think that's so sweet. The, no, I'll save it for the end. 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 Uh, I love, I love Hypatia, obviously. We have such a relationship with Hypatia, but I love how she talks to Cordelia here. I love that she was like, so tell me more. So, you know, you are the paladin. Like, why don't you just use that in your favor? Use it to your advantage. You could be the most powerful shadow hunter and i'm watching this like reading this like yeah she could be summon a demon kill him summon a demon kill him like she'd be on because they're all the second a demon shows up and they and cordelia's like excuse you they're all like oh so sorry paladin so sorry we didn't mean to disturb you like they get automatically i feel like she could have really when I heard Hypatia, i was like yeah that makes sense she should totally do this until she actually does and the little demon was like, ha ha ha, you thought it was only me. It's everybody. And she's like, fuck. She's like, God damn it. Ah. Um, but this is also where Hypatia gives her the summoning speech. She's like, yeah, you could like summon demons and like talk to them. It's like not a thing. She's like, don't tell me, but listen, I'm listening. Don't tell me, but I'm listening. I, and uh, this is also where Magnus appears. And Magnus is like, Hypatia, darling. It's like, Magnus, darling. Magnus, darling, uh, we're going to be late. She's like, got to go. When that happened and they're like, we're off to Paris, Did was there a story about that that I just don't remember? Because I do remember that, obviously, Magnus has a chapter where he's in Paris. He's with Marie Antoinette. He's had the time of his life. Uh, I think... Mm, I, no, I'm. You know what? I am not sure, and I don't want to give any false information. So we will have to. We will have to research into that. Um, Cordelia sees Matthew here, and uh, this is where he ends up throwing up on the street. This is where Matthew kind of just like he just can't. He's really disheveled. He's he's like dirty. He's he's not himself. He he's trying runs, to detox on his own. He runs out. He's throwing up. He says, "Cordelia, leave me, leave me. I don't want you to see me like this." And this is where she she sends all of the thieves to Matthew to take care of him because she's such a good friend and she realizes that like he he can't be like this in front of her but he needs someone so off go the thieves she's such a good friend uh, this is also where um the message that Cordelia sends is brought to James by Jesse and this is where Jesse's like yo I know what Grace did to you I I know it like tell people please James this is like killing us please tell people and James is like oh, 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 I, okay gotta go <laughs> Ugh, poor guy uh, this is also where uh, Ariadne is reclaiming herself and reclaiming her name she's like doesn't live in her parents house anymore she wants independence and freedom the way that Anna does and the way that Matthew does so she has changed her name to Ariati and then we call her Ari and she says it uh, honors all of her heritage and all her like family so we love her she's Ari from now on all right Ari we love you and the thieves Christopher again Christopher I'll bring it up at the end. Christopher here has the mixture to help Matthew detox. I love this 
Um, I love this whole scene. I love the description of them like sleeping together like puppies. I love the like boyishness of it, but it's also a very big adult situation. But like the rallying of friends, it kind of makes the end a little bit more heartbreaking. Um, but oh, this, was yeah. a, this was a lovely moment. This is like one of the best moments because then like even Oscar Matthews' dog is like super involved with it. He's just like, I'm just going to be here. I don't want to do anything. Even the next day, he's not bothering to wake Matthew up. He wakes Thomas up to take him out to go to the bathroom. And Thomas is like, why me? Um, but like you said, it's big feelings. It's big. It's a big situation. It's a, it can be a scary situation too. And they were all well aware of like what could happen. Yeah. And, and Christopher says like what could happen, like seizures, like all of these things, you could die. It's just, it's all. That's all. Um, but Alistair is outside waiting for Thomas. Like, Alistair is like, I have experience with this with my dad, like all of this stuff. And Thomas is like, have you been out here all night? Like, why don't you just come up? And Alistair is very insecure. I just love them together. I love and they've they're working through so much together, too. I mean, including their past from like their school days. Um but they're also vulnerable with each other in these little soft moments because, like you said, Thomas is asking him, oh, did you – were you out here all night? And he goes, look, I don't want to – like, y'all have your own thing. Um, Cor- you know, trying to blame it on his sister. Like, oh, Cordelia just wanted to make sure he was okay. Um, he's like, but I'd be lying if I didn't say I was hoping you were the one that was going to come out, though. Like, I'm getting the message across either way, but I was really hoping it was going to be you. Really hope it was going to be you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, meanwhile, Cordelia is, like, going to question a demon. She has a plan. It's a terrible plan. She's going to question a demon. She does it. She goes to a place of great pain. Of course, we know what that is. We don't have to mention it. And uh, we get a demon, and the demon is like, yo, all right, fine. I'll answer your questions. Whatever. Let's go. Uh, Lilith is mad because Belial took Edom. That's hers. He's building an army of empty vessels of the dead that are not dead. And, you know, things, things are going on. But this again is when the demons start to swarm. This is when James again shoots and saves her. And he's so angry with her here. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm so scared for you. If you die, you know, if I die, I will haunt you. I will haunt you forever. You'll never get rid of me. This is where they kiss. And this is also where Cordelia is like, all right, we, sir, will talk at the party. I'm not doing this here. And James is like, we'll talk at the party. (laughs) That was all he needed. He didn't even care. He was just happy she was talking to him again or willing to talk to him again. Yes, because he's like, oh, my God. Yes, Uh, because this is where Jesse, Jesse's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I have all my old papers like Tatiana. This is where he says, like, Tatiana used the mirror to spy on Belial. So, like, we could probably do that, too. So, like, let's go to the tavern, you, James, me, Jesse, and and. We are going to spy on Belial by, like, strapping you down, as we do, um, and you're going to see what you see. It'll be fine. We got your back. Fine. It's, it's, <laughs> it's fine. Nothing, nothing could go wrong. It'll be good. Yeah. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Uh, what he sees are the chimera, chimera demons being sent through a portal, and he hears, like, screaming into the void. Of course, we know what we know. We know what that is. Uh, we have – and then we have just, like – 
the the mention that the Eidolon demon was Tatiana and like everybody is dead over there. We're getting all this information. And we also have Grace and Christopher talking and Christopher and, or, and Grace being like, you know what? I should talk to Cordelia. If no one is talking... Which, good on Grace, because she's like, I, I'm i biding my time, but, like, your time is about to be up because we cannot keep going on about this. How does she still not know? Because Will's whole, or James's whole thing was, I'll tell people, but Cordelia is the one who deserves to be the one to know first. But he can't bring himself to tell her. Yeah, he, he cannot. So Grace is like, I'm, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to deal with this. It's fine. We have a cute moment of Thomas bringing the fruit basket over to Sonar. And Alistair's like, I'm not going to the party. All right, fine, Thomas, I'll go to the party. Um, but just take me through this Christmas party, the annual the Christmas annual party. annual Christmas party that um, Charlotte and Harry started at the London Institute. Um, obviously, the Shadowhunters are known. They're like, look, we don't celebrate Christmas, but we love how festive it is. And all of London is like super into Christmas. So let's have something to look forward to. James... Mr. or not James, Jesse was straight up like, mm, all the all the London shadow hunters are going to be under one roof. Mom, this is a prime target. This is a prime target. I know her. She's going to target y'all. It'll be fine. We need to keep morale up. Lies, because Jesse was right. Um, but we have it, it's kind of the intro. It's um. Like, it's the Christmas party, but it's also Jeremy, Jesse's coming out as Jeremy. So he's, you know, he's being introduced to all the people. And Lucy's like, have you met Jeremy? He's this Blackthorn. And you know the Blackthorn. She's she's being the best hostess with the mostest at this party. Um, Meanwhile, Cordelia has also has to talk to Matthew. Matthew's all hopeful. He's like, she's going to pick me. She's going to pick me. I'm worthy of Miss Cordelia Carstairs. We, I can't believe my luck. And she's like, I cannot drag this along. And he goes, what? And it's all because um, Will told her about the necklace, he, the necklace that uh, that was a, a globe. And he had a message in there. And it was about like, Despite, like, he was writing these notes of how he felt for her, um, despite being under Grace's spell, which Cordelia doesn't know about still. But she goes, but she knew based on Will's, or Jay, I keep saying to Will, James's confession, um, that she still had feelings for him. And that wasn't fair to Matthew. So she rather kind of let him down sooner rather than later because she has part of his heart, but, sh- but James will always have part of her heart too. And Matthew deserves to have someone's whole heart. And this broke him. I, I mean, I will say if you know somebody's recovering, um, and going through detox, maybe this wasn't the point where you would do it. Um, but I, but also James didn't blame him and Matthew was always putting everything on himself. I know it's, it's the shadow hunter way. Um, but you just feel so bad for them. And at this Christmas party, all the confessions and feelings. And at this time, like Lucy and Jesse are outside. They're having their own moment. And Tatiana shows up. Sussie is screaming because they have baby Alexander. Tatiana has 
baby Alexander uh, with a knife to his throat and kidnaps him. Yes. Oh, excellent rundown of that Christmas party, Jess. Oh, and then we also have, oh, where she tells everybody, oh, Belial is actually Tessa's dad and James and Lucy's grandparents. And also, thank you, by the way. And um, they and everybody's like, what? And everybody's trying, you know, Charlotte's, you know, in full console mode. She's like, oh, but like, we've known that she's a warlock. We know all this back back stuff. Like, why are we acting surprised? Really trying to downplay it. Um, But then Tatiana comes in to kidnap the baby and disappears with baby alexander yeah and she disappears with baby alexander and will is like all right everybody inside and the christmas tree that had been missing that they made into just swords which is so fun everybody grabs one you know blah 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 so the adults all go off and james is like yo 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 let's go children jesse knows where we're going and so james under jesse's uh thoughts that uh, Tatiana would go just back to Cecily's house. Is like, let's go to Cecily's house. Uh, Tatiani, Tatiana, uh, there. Loyalty binds us after, after Anna breaks in with her, uh, you know, punching through door, punching through windows, running through houses, distracting Tatiana, getting the baby Anna, you know, cradling Alexander. Um, Tatiana's like, Let's go, James. Like, let's go, you know, pledge to Belial, come back on our side. And James is like, you know what? Like, fuck you. Jem is coming. Like, it is over. And this is where Cord- or Cordelia is like, this is too easy. What was this? This was crazy. Like, what is going on? She was waiting for us. She's the only one. And I love when she says it out loud, ever, even Jesse, everybody was like, you know, she's right. That was too easy. What are we, what are we missing? Yeah. It's like, mm, really? Um, Christopher was with Grace, you know, cause it was, uh, Christmas and he like drops his champagne and like leaves. And this is where Grace is like, good God, I tried to have one friend and my mom just ruins everything. She's not even here. She doesn't even know that she's doing this, but like, oh my God. Uh, this is when Jem tells everything. Uh, at the Institute, uh, Tessa is like, mm, Cordelia. There's some stuff going on with James. Like, it's kind of weird, but like, wow, what, what is, what is going on? What is going on? Um, but this is where we were really getting into like the meat of it because we have this meeting now where again, just like you said, Jess, Charlotte is in full console mode. She's like, what? This is all crap. Like, you know, we're fighting over this. This is stupid. They want, this is how, you know, they want to be. This is where Charles is like, rah, 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 rah. You know, this is where Matthew was like, oh, it was you. It's you being blackmailed. Thank you, Charles, for making it so easy. I'm going to go home and check the letter just to make sure. This is also where Christopher is like, Cordelia, come with me, Cordelia. Everyone is very busy. No one's going to notice. Come with me, Cordelia. And she goes to Grace and Grace lets it all out. And I love that for Grace. I love it. I love it. This part, what you know about, I guess in hindsight, what you know, what we know about Cordelia was there a point did that you thought she's either going to be mad at Will, like, why wasn't he the one who told me, or just relieved about the whole situation? 
I don't know. I didn't know how Cordelia would take it. I think I thought she'd be like really angry, but then she'd just be really sad, which is like kind of what happened. Um, but but I I just you say like Cordelia runs, like Cordelia runs home, right? She's running home. Christopher sent the letter to James. James is like, oh my god. James runs to uh, Curzon Street. Um, they. Cordelia like what flings the door open, they run, they crash, they meet on the stairs, they have this like confession, right? Oh my god, finally. Finally. And you know, it's funny because even in this moment, Will like, you know, James gets the letter in front of Will and Will's like, It's the middle of the night, girls, you gotta go. <laughs> He's always like his son's number one fan. <laughs> It's like, go get him. <laughs> go get him. Go get him, sir. Go get him, sir. Uh, uh, you know, Cordelia, you know, I love you until the stars burn out. Stop it. Stop it, James Herondale. What are you doing? Shooting, shooting the bedroom lock off of the door, <laughs> sir. It was so funny. Ooh. Ooh. It's very sexy, James Herondale. Uh, my note says bathtub bliss, uh, wedded bliss. You know, we love okay, it. That's the per. It is absolute like wedded bliss because they can finally just be themselves now. There's no pretense. Yeah, they can. They're in love with each other. They have been in love with each other. All the confessions have been confessed. All the feelings have been felt. It's just joy and love and understanding and so now the the job is to get james to confess to his friends and family so like you know now it's the next step but uh i you know they're fully married and they're just loving life and it's you gotta love it for him right like and we're not even done this isn't even the end of the book like this is like we're still Maybe halfway through at this point. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So we have we have a wedded wedded bliss. Wedded wedded bliss. You know, Cordelia, come home. Oh, it's so good. Uh, J- Lucy and Jesse. Uh, Lucy has a vision of the Edom Gates, and she has a vision of Lilith. Thomas and Alistair, like we said, go to him, and Matthew figures out that Charles is a temporary head. The adults all have to go to Idris and Charles is in charge. Um, and this finally now is the confession. Uh, James confesses to everybody what happens to like all his friends, what happens to him when they're all at the Institute after the adults all go to Idris. And this is where Matthew is just like so angry. Like Lucy starts crying, right? Like James is nervous. He's like, this is it. This is going to be the moment. I felt for him here. I felt for him. And and everybody has to reassure him at the same time. Like it's not his fault. This bracelet had its own curse. Everybody's also having their own self-doubt because how shitty of friends are we that we didn't pick up on this? And so they have to reassure James. James has to reassure them. But no, nobody is, like, accepting the reassurance for themselves. Yep. Meanwhile, Tatiana has broken out of the silent city, as Grace said that she would. No one listened to Grace. She said that she would. And she has a Watcher, which is a chimera demon inside of a dead silent brother or iron sister, um, take Grace's power to control men from her. So, like, that's taken from her out of the equation. Good. They also just start, like, 
tearing through the um tearing through the silent city and just like murdering everybody. So Grace flees. Uh, Brother Enoch, he's a real one. Brother Enoch uh, saves her a little bit, so she's able to get out. She Grace uh, goes to the London Institute uh, through a portal. She's thrown through a portal and is caught by Charles at the sanctuary. And she's like, "Yo, it's gone. The Silent City is gone." And Charles is like, "Yeah." They don't think they think she's just making a bunch of bullshit up, especially yeah. given her history and people know now. And Grace is like, "Check, check." You, th- you think I'm on about something? Check right now. Check right now. Go. Go. So Charles goes. Yeah, and he goes. And then I look. I don't remember who it was. But someone was like, she if she had mind control power. She literally cannot tell you anything. They were like, that yeah. actually makes more sense than having to do something this very second. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so meanwhile, though, Matthew... Alistair and Thomas go and confront Charles about being blackmailed. And Charles is like, yeah, yeah, he totally is. He totally is. He's going to ruin my career. He totally is. What do you want me to do about it? And they're like, don't take it. Obviously, like stand up for yourself. Uh, they get and Thomas and Alistair get so angry that they end up going on a sexy carriage ride. It's oh, very It's very these cute. These books in their carriages. What yeah, a time. What a time. We love it. We love it. Um, so Charles goes off to confirm that the silent city has been taken. A storm is breaking. Tatiana appears and uh, calls out everybody at the Institute. Um, and it's like, all right, here we are. What is going on? And Tatiana is like, I want three things. I want Cortana. I want Jesse. I want you to join with me. Join with Belial because we're going to raise your father. And I want you uh, to James, if you give yourself to Belial, all of your friends will be saved. These are the three things that Tatiana wants, and uh, it doesn't happen, and they end up attacking the Institute. Well, and Tatiana, she fully has convinced herself that Jesse is a double agent. Like, he's just befriended the Shadow Hunters, but he's really team mom. And he goes, Mom, you're crazy you should be embarrassed you should be ashamed and even though i haven't met my dad uh could tell you he would not be here for this um and this is also the part where lucy is using her powers that speak to the um the dead their spirits and calls upon him like they she can command ghosts and she kind of and she commands him like you need to come here and figure shit out. And Tatiana is like, hey, hey, husband, love of my life. Like, aren't you so proud of me? And he goes, I'm ashamed of you. I denounce you as a Blackthorn because that's not what we're about. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, but you love me. He's like, no, I don't love you. I renounce you. I renounce everything about you. You're not my wife. I hate you. And Tatiana's like, uh, well, this was my whole thing. So she, <laughs> she flees. Like, she's completely heartbroken. Uh, but before she does that, she throws a knife at Christopher, hits him in her shoulder. It's poisoned and Christopher fucking dies. It's too good to be true. We can't have everybody alive. Nope. Can't have everybody alive. Christopher (sighs) dies. He dies in Anna's arms. Anna's like desperately trying, you know. She's almost catatonic, I feel, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. She's just out. She's, it's very Julian. 
Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's so sad. It's so sad. You know, Lucy, you know, cause like people, people have been away from the battle and then they come up and they're like, Oh, what's wrong? What's going on? What's Christopher? Did you try a Razzis? Like, it's so, so sad. They're even asking Lucy at this point. They're like, Lucy, like, call him back. Call him back. And she's like, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And they're, I mean, you know, they're just grasping grasping exactly what you know dark artifices spoilers kit or kit and them were trying to do with livy kit just like kit kit right here i know so tatiana has been fleeing uh Cord- cordelia said absolutely not not on my watch cordelia goes after her and uh Lilith good on cordelia on- yeah, Cordelia's like, Grace can't do anything. I've got to go after them. Um, so she, so Cordelia ends up in a fight. She picks up the knife. Lilith appears and she's like, awesome. Kill, kill Tatiana. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like we can question her. Like it's so cool. Like it's fine. And Lilith is like, no, no, here's an ice sword. Kill her. And Cordelia does. Like Cordelia is just like, all right, bam, and she and she does. She kills her with the ice sword. This is where we drop the little lore. Palatin's bonded blade has the ability to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, we drop drop a little sprinkle. I also like with this part is um well you flash forward where James hears about it and he's like, It's okay. I know the first kill can be kind of hard. She goes, No, it wasn't. Super easy. She fucked up. Yep. She's like, ah, no problem. Not at all. We love it. So, but the problem though is still Christopher's, Christopher's dead. He's on the, the, the buyer in the sanctuary. Uh, the patrol returns. Charles confirms that the demons took the silent city. This is where the five mundanes and all of the watchers appear and Belial starts talking and like trying to, uh, bargain and he starts just like burning through these mundanes and he gets to that little girl and James is like nope nope can't watch this little girl die alright Belial I will go with you I will do all of the things that you want to do because London has been now blocked from the world all entrances sealed all portals blocked no technology works like the storm has like encircled everything everything is black outside uh, James, if you come with me, I'll give everybody 36 hours to leave London. And James is like, all right, bet. So he goes, and Matthew goes with him with Belial. And then we get something that I really, really, really love, Jess. And this is Cordelia's grief interlude. Oh, I thought that was so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is really, really lovely. It's just kind of this, this section of the story where it's like Cordelia's going through life, but kind of like under the water of grief. So like she surfaces a little bit and then she sinks back under and she surfaces and then sinks back under. So she remembers like, you know, uh, dealing with emotions and she remembers talking to people, but then she won't remember being in her bed or how she got there. And she's just kind of dealing with James being gone and processing like Christopher not being there and London being cut off and her family not there. And it's really lovely. And Matthew not being there because Matthew, in a way, pushed Cordelia was trying to go after James and Matthew pushed her out of the way so he can try to go. Like, it's all it's all very um, 
but we also get a beautiful line, another beautiful line that um, you are grieving, but you are a warrior. And I feel like that's such a common thread. Um, and Cassie always puts grief into such beautiful words. Um, and she's done it in all her other books, too. So it is it is so lovely. Talk about found family. Our found family of all, all of our found family here does not take the 36 hour bargain. They end up staying. They use Oscar to kind of trick everybody and to be like, no, <laughs> we're going to stay with the boy. dog. Oscar is just the goodest boy in the whole world. So the group, our found family ends up staying. Also, Bridget was not seen going through the portal, just so you know. Um, you know that because they're like, did any, did anybody see Bridget? Bridget? And everyone's like, there was a lot of people. She has to be there because the house is awfully quiet right now. But it's like, just hmm. without that little drop, nugget drop, you knew that Bridget was still there. Yep. So we have we have lots of tasks now. We have to figure out how to kill a watcher, figure out how to find James, find a warlock to help everybody, find the downworlders, figure out how to solve fire messages, figure out how to get out of London. Everybody has a task. Everybody has something to do. Uh, the Hell Ruel that Lucy and Cordelia go to, uh, the, there is a, uh, tableau of like someone being crowned on stage. So mm, here we go. <sighs> right. He's like, ha ha, you know, crowned on stage. And they're, they're in repetition. They're stuck in a cycle, all of these downworlders. And it's like very creepy. Uh, Lucy, uh, tells about Jesse and like kissing and kissing and how sons are into the void. And she tells Cordelia that Malcolm knows about all of this. Um, Lucy also says that she's having dreams about the sigil and a lost city and like an incantation from Belial. So, uh, it is through all of this that they get an idea. They're like, hmm, we have another terrible idea. <laughs> it's always a terrible idea. Was this the part where she was going to say that incantation and everyone's like, well, don't say it. Don't you say don't know. It. No, but you don't know what it means. <laughs> it's like he might want you to say it. Um, their terrible idea is to go to the graveyard, Jess. Um, we'll talk about that in just a second because I know you really love that scene. Uh, James wakes up in Edom. He finds Matthew. Matthew is going through severe withdrawal at this point. Um, Belial shows up on a talking bird and it's just like, yo, he's going to die in like a day with, with all of this withdrawal. So like, I'll wait it out. What caca? And like goes away on the bird. It's kind of silly. Um, but Jessica, tell me about this graveyard with Lucy and Cordelia. Okay. So Lucy and Cordelia, Cordelia is like, look, I have a bad plan. Do you want in? Um, you're the only person who really can know about the bad plan. And Lucy says, like, absolutely. You're my best friend. And Alistair is kind of on to it, but he also can't know the whole thing. So all Cordelia says is, Hey, where's Cortana? I actually need it now. And her brother gives it to uh, Cordelia. They have a beautiful exchange. We flash forward over to the, graveyard and they're summoning Lilith. Lil, you know, she's in she, as in Cordelia, is like, here's the deal. Um, I am your paladin. I don't want to be your paladin anymore. I have something that you want, which is I can go over to this city and reclaim it back for you. But here are my rules and stipulations. And Lilith is like, you can't make me do anything. Um, you and I'm not even in a pentagram. 
And at this point, um, because Lucy can summon the spirits and ghosts, she says, um, I do not command. I only ask rise. And all these, all the theme, like all the women's spirits rise and they form a pentagram around Lilith. So Lilith basically has to, is commanded, um, and controlled by Cordelia as her paladin. She is the knight. Um, to lock her into this promise. She's like, we could, we could wait all night. And I just, I think this is a beautiful scene. I can go into it later at the end of the episode. Um, but Lucy and Cordelia do this. They do the damn thing. And Lilith is like, fine. Um, but of course, as we know, we always have to be careful when choosing our words, which is why Cordelia was really specific about, you know, he needs to die at my blade. She doesn't say by my hand. She says by her blade. And by he, I mean Belial. Um, so Lilith transports Cordelia and Lucy to the same Edom, transfers them to Edom, where Belial has taken James and uh, Matthew. And one of the first things that Cordelia does ask Lucy is she's like, do you feel them? And Lucy's like, no, but that's a good thing because I can only feel death here. Yep. Yeah, and Lila says, like, yeah, there's a portal in the guard that'll get you back. So, like, you have a way to get back. It's like, mm. uh, So while we're in Edom, Matthew confesses why he started drinking to James. Like, he's getting all of this. Like, this is very cathartic for him. And this is where James is like, I will always help you. I will always be there for you. Like, you will have struggles. It'll be an up and down. I will always, always, always be there. Like, we love them. We love them. This is also where James has a terrible plan. James has a terrible plan. It's awful. It's a terrible plan. They have both reflective, terrible plans. When he outlined it to Belial, I was like, <gasps> Cordelia yeah. said the same thing. It's like they are like they knew and they didn't they know. Knew. <laughs> yeah. It's like, ah. Uh, meanwhile, Thomas and Alistair figure out how to kill a watcher. You have to hit the rune on the back of their neck. And Anna finds an entrance into the silent city. Wabam, wabam. Those chimera demons crawling out. Really, really creepy. Yeah. Really creepy. Lucy and Cordelia have to go to the Wall of Kadesh to do Cardas and exchange secrets to get through the wall. Uh, Cordelia, her secret. I have been in love since I was 14 with James. Lucy, I didn't tell you, but the ghosts in the void freak me out during the Parabatai ceremony. I feel weird about it. That little demon is just like, num, 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 I love this. Oh, he's all about it because they call, they go, oh, if you only get demons down here, you must, well, yeah. like, that must be so boring. And he goes, ugh, it is. All I hear about is like, I was nice one day. It's awful. Yeah, it's like, ugh. Uh, but they, they get through, so good for them. Uh, Lucy and Cordelia, like, apologize, and they have, like, this really great uh, speech about, like, Lucy being like, you know, I thought you th I thought that you would think that I was monstrous because of this power. And Cordelia's like, look, people confuse power and monstrosity all the time, like... Especially you know when you're a woman, too. Like, yeah, she's... Ugh. It's so good. She's like, we don't, we don't need this. And this is where Lucy, like, Lucy pulls out a burn book. Her Lucy fan fiction. I feel so like, you know, you know, she's like, you're being so nice to me. And she's like, okay. She's like, but I stopped writing the nice stories about you. 
You're an evil queen with great boobs. With great boobs. She's like, my heaving bosoms. Oh, it's so funny. So Lucy and Cordelia make up. It's very sweet. Uh, we love, we just, we just love it. We just love it. Uh, Thomas and Alistair fuck in the infirmary. Good for them. Good for them. I love them. Right? Like they have, they are, they're just so perfect. Uh, Matthew collapses and this is where James ends up drawing rune after rune after rune on Matthew. It's very Julian, uh, Emma-esque and ends, they end up like working just a little bit. And this is where we get the plan of, uh, James is going to let Belial possess him and Matthew has to be his voice and let everybody know what's going on. Terrible plan. Terrible plan. Uh, last thing happening all at the same time is Grace ends up kind of talking to Christopher's ghost and he helps her uh, figure out how to make fire messages work, which is pretty awesome. But it's also this part where Christopher's spirit comes and helps her too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, don't turn around. Don't talk. Like it's taking all of my effort, but like change the steel. It's the Steelies. I love that she was like, you know, I used to make fun of people who were like, okay, Orpheus, you weren't supposed to look around, look behind you. Like, it's not that difficult. Save your wife. And she goes, oh, now I get it. But isn't that always the case? You, you don't get it until you're in these situations of how you would react. And you're just like, ah, fuck. <laughs> Lucy and Cordelia encounter the souls of the recently dead shadow hunters, specifically um, Basil Pounceby, Elias, and Philomena. And they're saying, like, you know, this is all the shit that's going down. Um, they end up going to the guard. So, you know, good, good for all of them. I like how her dad was like, but didn't you get my message? Did you get my message? Like, what are you doing here? She's like, uh, dad. I know. Um, but they end up like uh, pulling a bunch of levers and there's a bunch of spiral things and they end up in the garden. And that's where they end up finding Matthew, who tells them of James's plan, which is uh, Cordelia, you got to get close. You'll know the moment to strike. And Cordelia's like, what the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> what? Um, because James is possessed and his conditions were don't hurt Cord or Cordelia or my family. Uh, make a vow on Lucifer. And so Belial finally like possesses James. And and his whole goal is to be crowned in Westminster Abbey, which is just so funny. But again, like he says, there's power in ritual. So like, what can we say? And also he was really specific about wanting to be crowned king. He goes, well, I don't want to take a demotion. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's like, like, I'm a prince right, right now. <laughs> yeah. It was like, all right, go off, go off. Uh, so James is stuck in his body. He's like trapped in his own mind uh, while Belial is possessing his body. Belial is going to Westminster Abbey, sitting in the throne, pulling up archbishops and wanting to crown himself king of London. Good for him, I guess. Have ambition. Have ambition. I mean, he's been hanging around the ninth circle of hell for the last thousand years he had time to think about what his next steps were to walk the earth isn't yeah, that what he like, said yeah it's like hmm. uh meanwhile 
Anna ends up linking up with Eugenia, who says, hey, by the way, here's some info dumping just to like catch up everybody on the plot. Thank you, Eugenia. Sonar had her baby. Uh, fire messages work. The battle has begun. And the Inquisitor was blackmailing Charles. And Charles stood up and said, hey, I'm being blackmailed. But that's when the fire messages go pop, pop, pop. Everything's happening. The battle's begun. I love it. And she's like, well, did she, did he say what he's being blackmailed for? Like, what did we find out? And everybody knew, but they were kind of curious of what was going to be outed about Charles. And they were like, oh, yeah, that he just, he likes guys. And every, I love everybody's reaction as it should be. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And like, like that, yeah. that was it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, meanwhile, Anna and Ari had gone to the iron tombs, found their way through. Uh, they got through with the portal. There's backup. They, you know, everybody's waiting there. They brought the backup to Westminster Abbey. That's why she was able to talk to Eugenia. Okay. The battle at Westminster Abbey. Cordelia goes to the Abbey. Anna and Ari take their last stand trying to like really hold off the watchers. Matthew goes to the Abbey and Lucy sees the sigil and goes, oh my God, I have to talk to Jesse right now. I have to talk to Jesse right now. And she, Lucy goes to do her own thing. Yeah, her and Jesse are like, again, I feel like everybody comes together, splits apart, comes together, splits apart with their, their side quests, if you will, because she goes off to Jesse. She says, you know, hey, hold me, touch me, kiss me. Or like, it wasn't kiss me, but Jesse was like, well, if we're doing it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get something out of this too, and I know you'll enjoy it. Um, so she can get transported mentally into her realm where she hear, hears the spirits of the former silent brothers and iron sisters who have departed their physical bodies, but their spirits still remain, um, disturbed right now because they're being possessed by these chimera demons. Yep. Yep, and she goes, help us, help us. My name's Lucy Herondale. Drive the demons out of your bodies. We know how to kill them. Good job, Lucy. Uh, Lucy collapses after this. You know, and Jesse's like, God damn. Uh, 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 and now Cordelia, so the statues, the, uh, Belial has made the statues come to life. There's lots of witty banter. Things are happening. And this is where Cordelia is like, all right, all right. Mm, let's go. Let's go. This is the last stand. It ends today. Cordelia goes up to Belial and is like, look, I bet you're still in pain. And Belial is like, mm, go on, go on. She's like, I'm a paladin. Like, I, I can heal you. Watch. And then she like, does her hand, heals her hand, heals her hand. She heals it uh, in front of him. And he's like, okay. Okay. All right. I, I like this. I like this. Meanwhile, Lilith is up here watching. She's an owl, right? She's watching. Um, and this is where James, though, breaks free, finally. And it's like, Cordelia, throw me the sword. And this is the moment. Like, oh, this is the moment. Cordelia's like, this is the moment. <laughs> she throws the sword to James. James takes the sword. He plunges it into himself. And Belial dies, which is just... Because it's the third jab, stab by, uh, made by Cortana. But I do appreciate Cordelia's hesitation in this moment too, because she's thinking the same things I was thinking. Like, this could be, this could be a glitch. 
because Belial can change the voice. He can lure me in. But I, again, you know, from this part and also uh, in the preceding things that James is like, thanks for trusting me because it really could have gone either way. He's like, that got really wild in there. Thanks. Thanks for having my back. Like, thank you. <laughs> love it. We, we just love it. We just love it. Um, we have to, we have to mention that during the battle outside that's happening, Jesse is about to be swarmed by a bunch of watchers and Bridget, throw me the sword, Blackthorn. Bridget saves the day. She's got the sword. She's fighting off all the watchers, gets struck by lightning. The sword explodes and she's still holding the hilt and she ends up in a coma and then wakes up and starts to age backwards. Love that for Bridget. Love that for us. Isn't didn't Bridget come through during the infernal devices too? Like I, just, yeah. I have on my note. I was like, Bridget come through again. Yep, Bridget come through again. Love it. Cordelia come through. Uh, heals James. Love it. Use Cortana to heal James. We love it. He's alive, but bum, bum, Lilith appears. Uh, my note says, Lilith, you've worked wonders here, Paladin. And and I love that Cordelia's like, oh, you thought I worked wonders here. Let, let me teach you about language, my dear, dear Lilith. Let me let me teach you about, um, you know, sentence structure. Well, yeah, because Lilith was trying to be like, oh, I got one over on you. It doesn't end with Belial. We have like his brother and he's going to come after me and now he's going to want the city. So she tries to frame it like, oh, little girl, you're still under my my thumb for forever until I say so. And I love I love this goes back to like what we've always said in previous episodes when we're talking about wishes. You have to be very specific with what the words that you use. That's exactly what Cordelia did here. Yeah. She's like, oh, you thought you thought by my blade. It didn't matter who wielded it. Didn't matter. Oh, and by the way, by the way, this is all going to be consecrated ground soon. The sun is coming out. Everything is like, you know, better Lilith. You better GTFO. And James is like, yeah, you better GTFO. Like pointing the gun at her. And Lilith is like, that's not going to fire. And James is like, try me. Let's go. And of course, it doesn't fire, but she doesn't know that. We just, we just love that. We just love it. It's, it's very sexy. It's very sexy. Um, but then, of course, the doors open, and the all everybody's family rushes in, and it's all very lovely. It's all very lovely. You believed in me, Cordelia. Oh my God. Um, of course, Zachary is the new baby. Zachary, Gem, Zachary, new baby, Sonar, um, Gem. We have a scene with Jem. Jem tells us again about the baby. Jem tells us that Bridget is alive. Jem tells us about the great forgetting that sometimes happens by heaven, which is what happens here for London. Everyone has just kind of forgotten what happened uh, when Belial took over. Uh, Brother Enoch, how else are you going to explain that? (laughs) Brother Enoch is like, sometimes shit just happens. Like, I don't know how to explain it. There's only so magic can only do so much. much, And it was not going to handle this one. (laughs) But this is where we get our new Belial, our new Belial. Uh, You know, I'm assigned to the name. That was his bloodline, not mine. I don't care about all these people. If you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. And you know what? You tell everybody, Jem, and I'll owe you a favor to be collected later. (sighs) Very sad. It's very sad. That favor is very sad. Yeah, and at this point, like, Jem is like, oh, no, you, we don't have to talk about the favor. Like, no need. 
And now, from what you told me from the first, the from at the beginning of the episode, what you reminded me, I love from that series, we discussed how Jem was getting further and further away from like his quote unquote humanity. Um, but he still had some sort of purpose and obligation towards uh, Tessa in these moments too. So to know that that continued and his love for her kept continued to like drive him to be like, you know what about that favor? Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. It's good. It's good. And we're done. We're done. We're here at the epilogue. We're here at the (sighs) epilogue. It's summer. It's six months later. Everyone is burying their old things in Jesse's coffin. We love it so much. We love it so much. A letting go, if you will. Uh, Matthew buries the brandy. Uh, Ari buries the blackmail letter. Thomas, uh, buries the first fire message to Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> Anna is not letting go of anything. She approves of everything that she's ever done. Anna buries nothing. Cordelia buries the empty scabbard that her father gave her. Alistair buries hair dye. Grace, the bracelet. Lucy, the picture's drawing. James, the gun. And Jesse, the hilt of the Blackthorn sword. Very cathartic. Very good for them. And so symbolic for everything that we as the reader have seen in this um, part of this, the Chronicles. Yep. This is the end here. There's a just beautiful, glorious picnic at Hyde Park. Uh, we have just, you know, things being dropped here. Jesse and Cordelia are planning a trip to uh, Constantinople. Jesse, Jesse has been revealed as himself. He's been cleared by the clave. Uh, his uh, and uh, Lucy, Lucy uh, goes to talk to Malcolm, who is also there. Malcolm mm. has been in fairy for six months. Malcolm knows that her power is gone. Malcolm vows to never, ever, ever trust another shadow hunter ever again. And he doesn't. And he doesn't. Uh, this is Lucy saying that she will not get married until she sells her first novel, her first novel being The Wicked Powers. Uh, very fun. We just love it so much. A little bit of uh, just news. Thomas and Alistair are moving in together. Sonar is going to Sirenworth, which is where Jem and Tessa and Wilhelmina eventually end up. I was like, why do I know? Mm-hmm. I was like, because then when Thomas and Alistair were going to Cornwall, I was like, wait, then Sirenwell. Why do I know Sirenwell? Now I know. Now it clicks. Okay. Yep. Uh, Thomas came out to his family. Eugenia like stood up for him. Like I denounce my family if you do. <laughs> so good. I feel like Eugenia must have been going through it because she not well. Yeah, of course she like supports her brother, but she was. I think she was like, and I will, I will denounce you as my family, and I'm gonna move in with my brother, and you can't do anything about it. And then when they were like, no, it's okay. Well, that's fine, cool. Yeah. Is he happy? Is he a good person? Go for it. And you know she just really wanted to move out. Like, that was ultimately, she just wanted to move out. Uh, Speaking of, uh, Anna and Ari are going to travel to India. Very fun. And everyone is just very happy, more or less. Uh, Matthew is doing a big travel. Matthew's doing a huge travel. And he has a talk by the river with Cordelia where he says, little, again, more news, that he finally confessed to Charlotte and um, his father and said, like, this is what happened. 
this is why I did it. I'm so sorry. You know, James was with them. And this is where Charlotte and Henry were like, this is fate that you told us, that you told us today. Like, we knew something happened. But Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Charlotte is pregnant with twins. Like, in the very beginning of the book, the very beginning of the book, Charles says that Charlotte left because she was unwell. Uh, this is the unwell that we had. Uh, she was pregnant with twins. We just, we just love it. We love it so much. So Matthew is happy. Matthew is sober. Matthew's working on himself. Matthew says that when he was uh, drinking, his world was very small and now his world is large. So he's going to go explore the world. Uh, it's bittersweet, but we just love Matthew so much. I feel like the ending is bittersweet too, because okay, yeah, we're caught up. Yeah, we're like all in it together now. But it's also like, I get the importance of people growing to like, growing together while doing their own things separately, but they've been so close. They've been this found family trope within close proximity of each other for so long. You know that found family is still going to be there where they're off doing their own adventures, but it it's an end of an era for them. It is. It is. Uh, just, just to round this all out, Will sending very funny fire messages, nine minutes, eight minutes, is there mustard, seven, six, so good, so good. He's so sweet. Uh, you know, we've come through the crucible, Daisy. We've come out as gold. You know, we're home. This is home. Cordelia runs home. It's the end of the book. Uh, I, I love it. It's, of course, it's Shadowhunters. I'm a sucker. I, I adore it. But Jess, how are we feeling? I have a headache. I've been crying all day. And it's just like, and I, and I, and it's, it's very specific moments. I could count like three specific moments that I cried. Um, but it was the, what do you, what do we, what do you call it? The, The shadow hunter spiral, how easy it is to get into a spiral. And that's what this last book felt like because we are all caught up. We haven't read Blackthorn Manor. Um, both of us have, um, like contributed to the Kickstarter so we could have more books from Cassandra Clare to explore in the next year, um, along with the novellas that we haven't read yet. Um, but it's, it's just very bittersweet because like you said, you know how you mentioned you love picking up these books, any book at any time, because you're so well-versed in it. It really is like coming home to like, characters that you know and love and you could totally see it from a different angle now i have questions i have tons of questions too all right let's 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 talk about i know this is running long so so let's let's talk about it quickly uh i read this when it came out of course this came out recently i remember i was there when it was written the back (laughs) you always are you always are the backlash to this book was strong, was swift, was hard, was brutal. For what? Uh, well, well, well. Uh, why Aside from it, like the regular like Cassie Clare murder. Uh, uh, why wasn't there a big blowout between James and Cordelia? Why wasn't there a screaming match? There wasn't enough indication. Fuck Grace. We didn't have anything to do with her. We don't care. Um, there was a wild 
rumor for a very long time that Matthew was supposed to die in this book. <gasps> but because it came out and it was written during COVID, she said it was too sad for Matthew to die because it mirrored Elias too much. And you just couldn't do that to Cordelia and James. So she changed it and made it to Christopher. Now, I'm not exactly sure if that's true, um, but, you know, I, I I don't know. I don't know. So, like, that was a whole thing. And then Christopher dying. And then people thought that there was a big shoehorn with this, like, romance with Grace and, like, giving her this, like, science backplot. Like, nobody really cared. And so it was it was a big thing. Also, and I'm going to point this out to you because I, I – I know we talked about it, but Esme High Castle, High Tower that's in here, the yeah. one that's hounding everybody about their family trees. And everyone's like, this family tree is going to be wrong. It's going to be wrong. That is because um, Christopher is not, Christopher is mentioned by name as being in the Infernal Devices epilogue. He is not oh. there. Matthew is not listed. So this, people, again, were saying that this is the way that Cassie wrote herself out of the plot hole of choosing uh, post everything to kill Christopher instead of Matthew. And this is how she got herself out of it, because if you went back, then it wouldn't be there. It's this whole drama. It's this whole thing. So if I looked at the 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 family tree that's on the back cover dust jacket of my clockwork princess who's not there i don't know who's not there i don't have it in front of me i, I couldn't tell you uh, i'll have to look that up yeah but like isn't that so interesting so like that that is in itself like this this whole thing there was so much conversation that came out when this happened and it, and it was also like there just wasn't enough there was so much non-communication that when you did get communication, it happened off screen. So mm, like people yeah. really, people really wanted the like pages of dialogue with Grace, like explaining herself to Cordelia and Cordelia like screaming at her. Like people really wanted these moments that were kind of like glossed over. Like Matthew telling everything to his yeah, parents. Yeah. They were like, Oh, by the way, I told my parents yeah, and they're pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, so they 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 wanted these moments, and then of course you know uh, it's set in the 1900s. Why did you make everybody gay? It's like oh my god, enough, enough with that. That one um, I I just I know, my eyes just, I know it's just like so silly. Um, but so yeah, I I really I really remember this. And a friend of the show, who I won't mention by name, but friend of the show, uh, actually DM'd me after uh, they read this and was like, "What did you think about this?" And I was like, you know, and here's my thoughts on it i was never super invested in christopher like he okay. was never he was never somebody that i was just like ooh, you know I, I really care about him the way that i really like thomas you know um so his death did not affect me the way that i think it affected other people uh so i so i said this i said this to friend of show i was like i really need to do a reread to really see how i feel on it so now this is my third time reading this book i still am not moved by Christopher's death. Like I understand it as a plot device and I understand it as a way, um, as like a vehicle for me to love Anna more. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah. like all of that, but like his dying, because I'm also, I don't really care about grace. So like his dying doesn't affect me so much. And also if you think about it to me, he is the weakest link out of the Mary thieves, you know? So he's the easiest one to cut loose. 
Yeah, I can see that. I think I was more sad, like, for the Merry Thieves. That's what, like, I, I, like, I got upset. I was like, no, no, no. I texted you um, about Christopher, but I wasn't, I agree. I wasn't invested in Christopher. Obviously, we know how I feel about Grace from the beginning of the show, um, the episode. I feel like we lost also, we lost out on his, like, contribution to the world. That's sad. <laughs> but also, I, I don't, I really don't care about grace's side like they try to make her like a like that's her redeem like that's how she redeems herself the fire the fire messages yeah and how she's like you know it like you said earlier like in the friend group but not really out of the friend group because christopher is like you know if we forgive her then we're not any like but you know that whole thing Uh, we're not any you know what you cannot forget but here's the other thing you cannot forgive her and still not be as bad as tatiana that's like it's not it's there it's not one or the other there's a lot of gray area in between yep yep so those those are those are my thoughts those are my thoughts i love i love james i love cordelia i love matthew but i love james just like a little bit more uh-huh. i would love matthew uh, some stories about matthew and his life and his travels and his adventure we don't <gasps> have a lot of that yes. um we don't have that obviously because of like this drama that happened with this book and like the switching and maybe and like who knows um, but we don't have any of that i would love it i love cordelia i'm so happy that i have the plush plushie from Bay crate uh she's just wonderful and i love these books so much do you remember what parts you were like when you because you read this when it came out this year 2023 january 2023 um that you would say like, oh my gosh, I'm kicking and squeak, sque- like quicking, screaming. Like, which do you remember? Like, which parts stood out to you for those moments? When James shot the doorknob off of the door, of <laughs> uh, what when he was just like chasing after her and giving her speeches. He's like, I was at the train station for you. Like, I love you. Um, you know, then when he reveals the note in the necklace, like, you know, I'll run through the world with you, like all of these like little, little moments. I just, I just love. Would you say those little moments are your favorite parts? No, no, I I, I don't, I don't really know because I, there are so many like characters and things and like so many moments that I really like just to kind of think of it as a whole, you know? So like, I love James and Matthew and I love the Merry Thieves and like their relatives, you know, I just I just love them uh, minus excluding Grace. You know, that that audio where it's like she looks absolutely stunning and he's there. Like, that's how I feel. We feel about Grace and Grace is there. Yeah. And and Grace is there. Um, I You know, and I also feel like this is the last one. This is the wrapping up of the series. Everybody's happy. Uh, you know, Will and everyone is still alive and it is, it is just, it is just lovely. And it is nice to know that, you know, now this is completed. We know how it ends. We can go back and look for clues and things. And it is really fun and it fits very nicely into the like broad line of the Shadow Hunters, uh, Chronicles. And again, Jess, as you stated, don't start here. <laughs> don't start don't here. Start here. Don't start, start literally here. anywhere else. <laughs> don't start here. Don't start here. Um, but 
But uh, if I had to rank all of these, I would still think that Infernal Devices are like my top tier Infernal Devices. Absolutely number one. Dark Artifices, Mortal Instruments. No, Dark Artifices, Last Hours, Mortal Instruments. I was going to, I just had a shocked face. I go, Mortal Instruments before this one? I was very shocked. Now, that being said, take your knee injury out of this because Arazis exist. Could you see yourself being a shadow hunter? The Arazi, we we healed your knee. You're a shadow hunter now. Could you see yourself being a shadow hunter? You're like, you know what? I want to stay mundane. Thanks. No, I hate staying up at night. <laughs> I hate it. I hate being up. I hate. I hate being up at night. And demons only come out at night. I hate it. I would hate to be on a nocturnal schedule. No, it would suck. No. Oh, and you. I remember when you were in Spain. You were like this. This. I could not it, do this. No, that schedule almost killed me. So <laughs> no, no. I. I would be a shadow hunter if we hunted day things. <laughs> Day demons. Day demons. Yeah, that 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 would be. I, you know what? I would thrive in Thule. I'd be on the day shift in Thule. Oh, I would thrive in Thule. That's incredible. I love that. There you go. There you go. What about you? Could you do it? Well, I, yeah, I don't sleep. So, yeah. Especially if, yeah, I think it, I could absolutely do it. This seems, I don't know, this one made it seem like, oh, I could do this. It was the first book I never felt like I could be a shadow hunter before this, before the last hours. Oh, you could. You'd be absolutely fantastic at it. They would have to make you sleep. Yeah, they would. They would have to like, couldn't, like somebody would have to get me something from the infirmary, a little like little nip of something. Um, and then, so where do we go from here? We know that all that's left of the novellas, the wicked powers, haven't been written. What is your advice? To anybody listening, myself included, what happens next? What do we do next? I would say from here, the only logical thing to do would be to go to um, Alec and Magnus, which I believe is the is that the Red, Red Scrolls, Scrolls of Magic? Yes, yes. Uh, this is the Eldest Curses trilogy, so it would be the Red Scrolls or, of Magic and the. The Book of the White, I believe, is the second one. So there are two there. Um, I would go there and finish those. So all of that being said, thanks for joining us. Feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at Akafe Podcast. And you could also follow us on TikTok, Akafe Laura and Akafe Jessica. Thanks so much for joining us on this Shadows Hunters journey. Um, we're definitely going to get into it more with all the novellas that we haven't read and what's to come in the future of Cassie Clare. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.